morning pile, 7 o'clock. Jim Lowe, the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Back today, back tomorrow. Not planning on, you know, God willing, the creek doesn't rise. Mm-hmm. Plan on being gone again for a while. Hopefully the next time I'm gone, it's for vacay. Even longer. Yes. Yes and yes to both. Yes. Moving's never fun. I was talking with Mike DeGeorge about this the other night before the, the game mm-hmm. with Metro. It's never fun. It's always a pain. He's done it once or twice. He's done it a few times. <laughs> he said at one point, he's like, I said, well, we're never going to move again. Yeah. And I go, but you're a college basketball coach. He goes, yeah, I know. <laughs> Not a realistic thing to probably think, right? I'm right. never going to move again. At least yours is kind of across town. Yeah, it's just, you know, a couple just just miles. Yeah, his would be, yeah. Didn't going. he come from North Carolina? And then he was in Iowa previously yeah. before that, so... So he's got a little crissy-crossy action going on here. Well, but, you know... But Maybe this is the end. The end of the road. Uh, he's here for the next 30 years. But to be quite honest, I mean, for... I mean, a lot of basketball coaches, I mean, Mike hasn't... Nearly has had as many stops as, as a lot of them have. When you think about it. Especially at that D2 level. Yeah, exactly. So... Anyway, uh, yeah, the move has been, um, it's been, it's been interesting. <laughs> it's been a challenge. Want to give a tip of the hat to the folks at Mesa Moving. Duke Workman came out and Duke uh, got us all set up, ready to go. And I appreciate that, Duke. People did an excellent job yesterday. So uh, on today's program, it's a busy one. Mark Johnson, voice of the Buffaloes, joins us. Uh Colorado, I, I did get a chance to watch a little bit of Colorado UCLA. Oh, Buffs look like they're going to get them. Look like they're going to pull off a huge, huge upset. And it just didn't happen. Did you watch any uh, CSU San Jose State the other day? I did not. Yeah, you didn't miss much. Yeah. <laughs> no, I watched I watched Buffs and UCLA, yeah. which we had here on the team on Sunday. Got some of Mark's call mm-hmm. when I was doing stuff as well. A production meeting on the air, by the way. Brian Roth, yesterday we tried to get him on. He was on the plane, literally on the plane to fly back. They hadn't taken off yet at 9 a.m., so he's still out there and available. Okay, well, um, we could... Uh, I've not, I don't have a very strong history of remembering <laughs> things very well, so there's that. In a week where I need that ability from you more than maybe anything. Yeah. Because my that's a, that's ability a big that is that because normally that's a fairly good ability that I have. And this yeah. week it's, it's being tested a, a little bit. It's a big ask. Uh yeah, I think so. we're nine o'clock hour, I think it's wide open. So let's get uh let's get Brian on. Yeah. So he we, we had some of those yesterday too. No. Oh. We had the nice big glaring open on the rundown. Yeah, we had a couple of those. Oh, okay. We filled with some random me getting in fights at fast food restaurant stories and stuff like that. Well, those are always out there. Yeah. For That's you. a lot of fill. That's a lot of time to fill. <laughs> Take those up. Yeah. All right. So, uh, who do we have in the Chick fil A breakfast team phone this line? This is uh, Mike. We haven't heard from him in a while. Okay, Mike. Mike, good morning. It's been a while. Where you been, Mike? Hey, well, it's good to be back, Jim. How you doing? I'm doing fine, Mike. Where you been? Uh, well, uh, sometimes life gets in the way of calling, up, <laughs> calling you up. Okay. <laughs> is life- that code for jail? But- 
<laughs> Mike, you haven't been incarcerated, have you? I, you don't seem like the <laughs> no, kind of no, guy that'd be like that. not okay, that well, kind of life. Okay, good. I, I, I just, I just been real busy lately. Uh, uh, well, okay, well, good. Okay, you're busy. Good. You're a busy That's man. Good. So, Mike, what, what's on your mind today, sir? Well, it's cool to be on the air. Sean Payton had a lot of success when he was head coach of the Saints. Do you guys think he'll have as much success as head coach of the Denver Broncos? Gosh, I hope so, Mike. I, I really do. I, I I don't know. I I would I would like to think that Sean Payton can at least get this team to a Super Bowl during his tenure. Maybe win a Super Bowl. I you know yeah. I would like to think that he will have similar success as as he did in New Orleans. It's a lot to probably yeah, ask too. for. But I'd, I'd like to think that, yeah, that that's in the offing for him as the head coach of the Broncos. And, you know, but part of that right now, I mean, that, that future, the immediate future is, you know, wh- how they draft, you know, right now at the Combine, which we talked about that the other day, the Combine seems to be, though the NFL's not happy about it, losing some of its luster with teams in regard to needing to be there and, watching the under underwear Olympics, but this is going to be an important draft for the Broncos in terms of some of those later rounds. Since they don't have a first-round pick, George Payton has demonstrated the ability to to hit in the later rounds. He's had some success with that. But, yeah, I'd, I'd like to think that uh, hopefully Sean Payton will be able to replicate somewhere close to what he did in New Orleans. Yeah, me too. Well, you know, I hope he succeeds, and I hope, you know, I, uh, I wish him the best of luck as new head coach of the Denver Broncos. <laughs> All right. Mike, I appreciate it. It's always great to have you. I like uh, I like the phrase "cool to be on the air." That might be our new uh, might be our new standard phrase in the program. It's cool to be on the air. <laughs> We're gonna put that underneath our uh, fat heads out on the wall. I think so. That might go into the fat heads of Buckeye yeah. and myself out on the wall. It's cool Show to be on the air. Phrase. I like that. It's cool to be on the air, Mike. You 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 know, I mean, better trademark it, Mike, or we're gonna trademark it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Take it. Well, I'm glad you. I, I'm glad you like uh, when I, like it when I say that. Well, we like, like that. It's. <laughs> I like that, Mike. It's really good. You take care, Mike. You have a good day, sir. Hey, hey thanks. You too, guys. Okay. Bye. There's Mike. See, we could go WWE on this, where he can try and trademark it, but since it was said on your our show, our show. No, no it's, it's it's our show, not my show. It is our show. Your slash our intellectual property. Would it make you feel better if we made this like Davis and Company? Would that would that make you feel better? Probably, you know me. Probably not. Probably not. No. I would still. I would find a way. I'm resourceful in that nature. What if he's called like Dingo and the Baby? <laughs> That'd be great. Mornings with Dingo and the Baby. Do uh, I get, do I get to be Dingo? I think you would then be Dingo. Yes. Yeah. Because baby um, would kind of fit you. Let's be honest. Yeah, a yeah, little bitter ball of hate. Exactly. It would kind of fit but you. A crier and a yeah. winner. Yeah, I. You know, we could go in intellectual property and just say that's ah, our phrase. That's now. ours. That's ours now. We've claimed it. Yep. All right. So text or call the show today nine seven zero two four two thirteen forty. Appreciate Mike giving us a little a little lift early on in the morning. Yeah. So uh, coming up, we'll talk with Mark Johnson, voice of the Buffaloes. Talk about that loss to UCLA. And what it looks like for the Buffaloes in terms of... Because, look, are they, are they going to win the, the Pac-12 tournament? Probably, Probably not. not. I mean, it's happened before. They're the first year in the Pac-12. What did they do? They yeah. made the run all the way through and, and won it. Never say never, but, but probably unlikely. And But what does that look like for the Buffs in terms of the NIT? Home game NIT? I doubt it. I'd probably not. But in it, maybe? Yeah. If they go on a run, yeah. Exactly. And as far as Sean, the Sean Payton question from Mike... I don't know if he will or won't have as much success. I know that he better. <laughs> you know, it's not that I don't. I don't know yet. Yeah. All I, I know is that he has to, 
or <laughs> pitchforks and torches. <laughs> like, yeah, he's got to win it now. He can't even wait till the season for some folks. <laughs> well, they need to realize, you know, we, we aren't pl- actually playing right now. It's, you know, there's Broncos some, aren't actually playing. So. Some of those football fans, not, not just care. the Broncos, some of those football fans don't care that the actual Super Bowl is not for 11 and a half more months. They want to win it now. <laughs> well, part of winning it now is winning in the draft with what they have yes. available to them going forward with the 67th pick, third-round pick they got from the Colts to start things out, unless something happens here in the near future where you know there's been the talk of Garrett Bowles getting traded, Cortland Sutton, mm-hmm. adding draft capital, that those things are also out there. Oh, Steve, he has a name suggestion, Big Jim and the Twins. So he's saying you and you and Tyler are twins. Uh, no, we're we got to be closer in age to be twins. Yeah, you're a little uh, longer in the tooth than than yeah. he is. Though sometimes he acts older than you do. He, some he's coming after my title as oldest man in the building. That's for oh, sure. I, he's coming hard for yeah. that title. Definitely coming hard for it. All right, so text or call the show today, 970-242-1340, Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, serving your breakfast until 1030 this morning over the Rimrock store. Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, get things going this morning with a little... What's happening? And, of course, it's brought to you by our friends at ComWest. Look, if you're having technology concerns, whether it's cybersecurity, whether it's surveillance, you name it, they're your technology partner. They help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally. Looking for a new business phone system, like the one they gave or put in for us, didn't necessarily give it to us, but put in for us here at the radio station. Nathan, the folks do a sensational job, and uh, they provide incredible support for all their products, everything that they're involved with. Uh, you can call them today, 970 42. All right, start things out with the Avalanche from last night. I'm sorry you can't cue the music, but uh, young Avalanche goalie Eustace Anna made his third career start as Colorado lost a high-scoring game to New Jersey last night in Denver. The Avs fell 7-5 for the Devils with Anna getting 22 saves on 28 shots of the clean third period. Nathan McKinnon scored twice for Colorado with Miko Renton and JT Confer and Valeri Nachushkin adding goals. And I guess for Confer, good news, because there was some talk that Confer's on the trading block possibly for the Avalanche. Let's give you some of the sound from last night. Here's Jared Bednar on the loss to New Jersey. New Jersey will make it real tough on you with their forwards and their skating ability and their swarm on the puck in, in all all zones. So if you're ready for that type of pressure and that sort of uh, pack mentality that they play with, you can see that, you know, second period when we broke them down, we had a bunch of really good looks. Um, that was the frustrating part. We work all the way back to 5-4, and then we probably had five or six looks with our guys all alone, net front, D2, F3 in the slot. Like we had a bunch. And the, you know, Val kicks the one to Leckie, the net's empty, and we missed, we missed on all those opportunities at 5-4. Got a couple saves at that point, and... Um, but un- unable to tie it, right? But I thought we did a better job handling that pressure, both in the D zone and in the offensive the offensive zone as the game went on. The the, frust- the the part early is we're checking with our eyes. It's contain, contain. We're defending. We're not checking, right? So they they found too much space too easily. 
Like we'd go play a one-on-one -on -one in the corner, it's counter flow, and then they start to skate, and they had me to you distance away, and it's just too much time against that team. Like we have to be harder and heavier early on and more engaged to check the puck back earlier on in the game. All right, Jared Bednar. Here's Bednar on Eustace Sandinen, who, as I mentioned, made his third career start. And Bednar talking about what he saw from his young netminder last night. It's always not going to go smoothly. You're not always going to feel your best or play your best. But I think it's important that you grind and continue to show up. And I thought, you know what, like we hung him out to dry way too many chances in the first period. Um, there's some saves that I would have liked to see him make for sure, but he did make a handful of big saves when we were pushing in the second period at 5-3 and then 5-4. Um, so, I mean, it's a, it's a learning process for sure. Um, I don't know that either goalie had a great night, like the, when you break it down, but some of the chances that both teams gave up are, you know, even though there wasn't a ton of shots, it, there were some glorious chances. And, and Bednar went on to, to say that, you know, part of the reason he just stayed with Annan and didn't pull him was I want him to experience, I'm paraphrasing here a little bit, adversity. Yeah. He needs to understand what it's like when it's it's a night that maybe he's not going his way, partly with, with his play, partly with the way the guys are playing in front of him. And Annan was was pretty positive about it. He's like, look, I, I have to have mm -hmm. these opportunities, or and I have to take these opportunities and learn something from them, and was was fairly upbeat despite losing 7-5. to five. Yeah, at some point you got to experience what it's like to, to – for lack of a better term, excuse the lunas, to just get your ass kicked. <laughs> just, you know what I mean? Just get your butt kicked around, <laughs> whether, yeah. Whether it's the team in front of you is giving you a lot of chances or whatever, you're still the last line of defense. And as a young guy, you, you kind of got to experience that, and the team has to experience that for you, right? They have to be able to know that, okay, this kid's going to bounce back. And if he doesn't, then they got to know that too, that this kid's not really going to bounce back if he has a bad night, so we maybe have to, you know, maybe Keith Kincaid is your second goaltender going forward now. Things like that. Right, so, after they made that deal. Yeah, so, I mean, you have to experience it. The only way to go through it is to go through it, right? You can't throw hypotheticals at it. All right, you just gave up seven goals and lost. Now, how do you bounce it? He's not going to know until he wakes up this morning or he goes out there again. And every netminder's had a game like that. Yeah. And it's just his third NHL start. They Georgia wanted to give, gave up five goals a yeah. week ago, and they want to give Georgia a little more time off as well because Franco's out with the injury right now. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to give Fort him more of a uh, a rest, and so that's why they just went in and stayed with Annan last night. And last night was the debut of Lars Eller, who the Avalanche acquired from the Washington Capitals. Eller won a uh, Stanley Cup with the Caps back in 2018. This season for the 33 year old. Seven goals, 16 points, and 60 games. He's a pending unrestricted free agent, so cap hit of $3.5 million. Avs in the uh, 2025 second-round pick to um, the uh, Capitals for him. Here's Eller talking about ending up being in a Colorado Avalanche sweater. No, I just I know I was one of the guys they were uh, avail available to move, and so... I know there was a, a, a bunch of teams uh, interested, and I was kind of hoping uh, it was, it was going to be here, so I'm, I'm glad uh, I'm glad it, that was the case. All right, moving on to sunny Scottsdale, Arizona. Well, it wasn't quite sunny yesterday. Weather was a little, uh, little rough yesterday, but Rockies outfielder Chris Bryant's off to a hot start at spring training after hitting his second home run in Colorado's 8-6 loss to Kansas City at Scottsdale Wednesday. Outfield prospect Zach Veen 
added a hit and two stolen bases as he leads the Cactus League in stolen bases. He's tied for the major league lead as well and as far as the, the Cactus League and the Grapefruit League. Starting rotation contender Ryan Feltner pitched two scoreless innings in his first spring training start. The Rockies face National League West rival San Francisco tomorrow on the Team Sports Network with pregame for that one at 12.55. For the first time, the NFL Players Association has released their player survey of teams' locker and weight rooms, nutritional options, and how teams take care of players' families. In the Denver Post story, the Broncos ranked 20th when Denver players turned in their surveys. The team picked up A grades for the strength and conditioning department, but a D grade for how families are treated. And for the locker room, the Post says the survey indicated the players felt the new ownership group is making an effort to improve player Conditions. Both Colorado Mesa basketball teams will have some individual hardware going up on the shelves. For the women's team, the Mavericks' Olivia Reed won the Armac Freshman of the Year through 12 double-doubles and Defensive Player of the Week honors. Reed was also named First Team All-Armac. Teammate Monica Brooks was named All-Armac Honorable Mention for the men. Mac Renneker's 27 blocks and 49 steals are enough to earn him the Armac Defensive Player of the Year. And All-Armac Second Team, Trevor Baskin and Blaze Street were named All-Conference First Team. Isaac Jessup was Honorable Mention. And Mike DeGeorge is the Armac men's basketball coach of the year guided the Mavericks to a 24-4 and record and a share of the regular season title. Colorado Mesa men's basketball team sits third in the latest South Central Region rankings. The 23-4 and Mavericks trail 22-6 and West Texas A&M from the Lone Star Conference in first place Fort Lewis College. The Skyhawks are 23-3. and But one of those losses is to CMU and Armac play. The top team in the final rankings will host the South Central Region Tournament. The Mavs host Colorado School of Mines tomorrow night at Brownson Arena in the first of two Armac Tournament semifinals. Tip-off is set for 5 o'clock with pregame at 4.45 on the Team CMU Sports Network. Fort Lewis faces Black Hill State in the other semifinal at Brownson with tip-off at 7.30. Winners meet Saturday night for the Armac Tournament Championship. The uh, CMU baseball team plays its final non-conference opponent of the regular season this week at home. Starts today with Montana State Billings at the Diamond at the Bergman Sports Complex. Montana State Billings They've been hitting as a team at an average of 285. Mavs skipper Chris Hanks says the Yellow Jackets will bring the big bats to the yard, and they plan to counter with mistake-free baseball. Well, they tend to have some big swings, and they play for big innings in terms of the home runs and the doubles. So we'll have to combat that. I think we have some pitching that can do that. I think we'll be fine as long as you know we don't create our own big innings from the standpoint of pitching behind, walking people or hitting people, committing errors. And we'll have that game today. Mavericks and Montana State Billings, uh, Rio, along with the Ethan Jordan over at the Diamond at the Bergman Sports Complex. Pre-game at 2.15, first pitch at 2.30 on the Team Sports Network. And the CMU men's lacrosse team has some early Player of the Week awards already this season. Jed Brummett scoring a career-high six goals last Thursday, totaling 14 in the week, was good for the Offensive Player of the Week in the Armac. Dylan Checkett's won 42 face-offs in the Mavs games last week, which earned him the Armac Defensive Player of the Week. Mavs back on the road tomorrow to face Rockers University. Then they have a Saturday morning clash with Quincy University. And that's a look at... What's happening? Brought to you by ComWest. ComWest, they're your technology provider, whether you're looking for surveillance, network support, cybersecurity, or a new business phone system, call them today, ComWest, at 970-242-8142. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy, the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. We'll take a break. We'll come back and talk some buffs with Mark Johnson. That's on the way on the Team Sports Network. Touchdown every morning. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team.
Welcome back, 723. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Usually I have Mark Johnson at this time. Mark uh, doesn't have a game until Saturday, so he might be out uh, doing a little hunting right now. So hopefully we'll have Mark Johnson with us. We will have Brian Roth with us at the uh, top of the 9 o'clock hour, top of next hour around the NFL. Latest on the Broncos and the uh, rest of the NFL. Aaron Rodgers commenting on a podcast yesterday about what his future is. Felt at times he was a game manager this last season. It just didn't seem to sit well with him. It would have let him do more. And maybe it would have been different, right? I'm with Brian Gutekunst. I'm just ready for it to be over. I'm, I'm just Whether yeah, you're coming back or you're not. Make up but your mind. Aaron loves the sound of Aaron's voice. Aaron loves him some Aaron. And he's going to take as long as he possibly can. And, I and, would and, bite the bullet if I'm Brian Gutekunst and the Packers. I would just cut it. I'm done. <laughs> just like, fine, we're done. I, we think Jordan Derek Love Carr, can be a starter. Hey, Derek Carr, how would you like to come up and replace him? They Where think you, Jordan Love can start. Which, they think he's ready to go. They just need to know whether or not Aaron I think Rogers they're wrong, but that's that, that's their he's in the they watch him they they've seen mm-hmm. his progress that's their opinion and they very well could be wrong but, but when are they going to find out but at right? some point you got to ride or die with this right with, you with, could with have to pick up jordan love's option yet never play him have what three starts and one of those is because that doofus from cal got covid you know so i mean they got to find out at some point what they have in jordan love and with aaron Rodgers playing this game with the entirety of the NFL, by the way, because you mentioned Derek Carr, what happens with Aaron Rodgers affects Derek Carr, affects Carson Wentz, affects Marcus Mariota, all Matt Ryan, all these other exactly. quarterbacks, yeah. and the draft. On who, yeah, who goes where in the draft, and it whether or not twenty teams in their quarterback yeah. situation, maybe. And so, the, we're all just, everybody in the league essentially free agent quarterbacks. You know, with the salary cap, other free agents, franchise tag, this whole thing. We're all waiting for Aaron Rodgers. And, and I just think that. that at some point you just have to, if you're the Packers, I agree, you, you just, just have to move on. Eight. And you just got to, I think if you're any team right now, you can't, because what happened to the Broncos? Oh, we're going to get Aaron Rodgers. It's, you know, they Hackett's coming here. for Russell Wilson. Right. Hackett's, you know, Hackett's coming here. Mm-hmm. He's his buddy. We're Their just, relationship. Wait it out, but he's coming. And then, no, he ended up signing the extension and staying in Green Bay, and mm-hmm. and Russell Wilson turned into the plan B. Yeah. And it turned into plan F with and five wins. and It's a huge cap hit for the Packers. They're going to have to swallow it either way. But, man, they just – got to rip the Band-Aid off there, at some point. No matter how talented you are, Buckeye, mm-hmm. that if somebody's that talented – after a while, you just get tired of dealing with him because all the other stuff isn't worth your time. He's been diminishing returns for the last couple of years now, and that's great. The The MVP of the league was the Green Bay Packer for however many couple of years. What did that do for the Packers? They've it's not won like one, free agents were lining up to sign him. They've won one Super Bowl with him at quarterback. Yeah. That's it, which, which is not bad. But that was now 13 years, years ago. ago. I know, I know it feels like forever, but the Patriots, the Eagles won. They've been to two and won one since. The Broncos have been to two and won one since. The Seahawks have been to two and yeah. won one since. All since Aaron Rodgers won his only Super Bowl. A lot of other, a lot of quarterbacks, other guys have either gone there and retired, taking a team to a Super Bowl, 
or in the case of Russell Wilson, still doing his thing. Think of how and, many guys have taken teams to two since Aaron Rodgers' one. Mahomes. Yes. Manning. Yes. Peyton, who looked ancient in his last one, and he still did it. Tom Brady. When he was okay being a game manager. Tom Brady's been to like 15 Super Bowls, it feels <laughs> exactly. like, since Who's Aaron never really been a game manager. He's never really been a game manager. You know, Nick Foles went to a Super Bowl. <laughs> Russell Wilson's went to two, which I don't mean to put that together. One, and has won as many as Aaron yeah. Rodgers has. You know, Jared Goff took a team to a Super Bowl since then. Yes. And he's, like we said yesterday, he's the most solid NFC North quarterback. Jared Goff. Absolutely is. Who would have thought? And there was a point where that was just, okay, we're going to deal Stafford. Okay, we're, we're getting Goff, and he's a bridge guy to who we, we draft next. Yeah. And now it's, it's like, like a rickety drawbridge. It's now Jared Goff is, mm-hmm. he is the answer in Detroit. Yeah. He's played really, real, really, really well for them since getting yeah. traded. Cam Newton took a team to a Super Bowl. Yes. Matt Ryan took a team to a Super Bowl. At some you point, know. Aaron Rodgers has to... You would like to think he could acknowledge. Apparently, he's certainly not self-aware enough. Joe Flacco <laughs> took a team to a Super and Bowl. And won a Super Bowl. And won a Super Bowl. That he's not self-aware enough to know where he is now in his career. Mm-hmm. And how people are tired of, of this version of Aaron Rodgers. Because this version of Aaron Rodgers doesn't play like the old version of Aaron Rodgers. Right. And, doesn't, and can't back it up like he used to. I love it when everybody doubts me. It's, I've been doubted so many times. Well, you're going to love this next year then. <laughs> And you know who got doubted all the time and shrugged it off every year? Tom Brady. Yeah. Every year, Brady's done. Brady's done. Once he goes to Tampa, offense gets off to a rough start. He's not playing great. He's done. And then what happened? Oh, it goes on, takes, eventually takes him to a Super Bowl. Well, I, just know. look at, you know, almost by Halloween, before the Niners win for the Chiefs this year. They were sitting at four and two after losing at home to Buffalo, and teams were like, "Well, maybe they've got the Chiefs figured out." They lost once the rest of the season. Yeah, once, once. I, I just think with your Aaron Rodgers, Cincinnati on the road. Yeah, you're, you, you're. It, it's it's like he still values him. He his perceived value is I'm still an MVP. And granted, he's won. Back-to-back MVPs. He's been really good. He's got four total. That's great. But what is, what has it got your organization? What has it got you? Personal accolades, awesome. Championships, only one. If you, once again, we championships are not an end-all, be-all evaluation of a quarterback. And is Aaron Rodgers a Hall of Famer? Yes, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. But in the grand scheme of things. I just sometimes question his thirst to win a championship. Yeah. It's not what Brady's is. Brady's was always, that was the ultimate goal. The other stuff didn't matter to him. At least that was the the view on the surface. Mm -hmm. It was about about winning. And about hoisting the Lombardi at the end of the season. I I get the feeling from Aaron Rodgers, times that's not a big deal to him. Being the MVP is more important to him than that. And individually, his career has surpassed expectations, I think. But on the team side of it, he's underperformed. Absolutely, yes. On the team side. Because in the last 13 months, 
Eh, maybe sorry, a little longer than that. They didn't go last year. In the last two seasons, three seasons, Patrick Mahomes has been to more Super Bowls. Russell Wilson, over the course of 13 months, went to more Super Bowls than Aaron Rodgers has been to over 17 years or however Absolutely. long he's played in. Tom Brady's been to, I believe, five Super Bowls, five or six since Aaron Rodgers last went to his only Super Bowl. His career, success-wise, what they measure quarterback greatness on when it comes to leading teams to the promised land has not been really what you thought it was going to be. Look, and I get it that year they won the Super Bowl, 2011. They had an incredible amount of injuries that year. And that was why it was part of it was so remarkable. And he mm-hmm. kind of he put him on their on his back and and got him there with the with the win against the Steelers, where he got named the MVP of the Super Bowl. Those are those are great things. Okay, those those are incredible accomplishments. Right. But it's not about one season, right? It's not about that one year. Mm-hmm. It's about getting your team to the Super Bowl again and again. If that you're, was if you're, Ben Roethlisberger's that, third Super yeah. Bowl. If, yeah, but at that point in time, yes, and it was Rodgers' first Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And he still has not matched Ben Roethlisberger. And may not ever match Ben Roethlisberger. He's, he's not. I would say no. I'd say the chances of him getting to two more Super Bowls, not going to happen. So, I mean, I just, I don't, I, I don't see it happening. It just gets tiresome after a while. Just the, the, the way he approaches this where... Well, I, I was forced to be a game manager, and that's why we we didn't get to the postseason. That's why we haven't had success. And blah. you want to know a funny note that you I just what? found? Like you made. I'm sorry. Let me make a quick Go comment ahead. about something you said earlier. Manning was able to get people to come to Denver. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers can't. Who goes to Green Bay? Other than guys like Randall Cobb wanting to come back. Who's because, the last big name free agent not named Reggie White to go to Green Bay? Can't think of one at the moment. I can't. Of course, my brain's putting this week with no, everything, but, but I can't think of anybody. If you were such a leader of men and an inspiration to follow, you would at least have somebody, Guys right? would want to be there. Guys wanted to play with Manning. Mm-hmm. They saw the vision of winning a championship. Devontae Adams rather wanted to play with Derek Carr. His old college roommate. Than you, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Tom Brady has one fewer Super Bowl MVP than Aaron Rodgers has. MVPs since Aaron Rodgers Super Bowl. Yeah, there you go. In the last eleven years, Tom Brady has three Super Bowl MVPs. One which he didn't really deserve, the Tampa Bay win, but he still has it. No one, he, no one's yeah. taking it away except for maybe Giselle. She gets half of it. And Aaron Rodgers has not been to a Super Bowl <laughs> since his MVP. That's just what. I, you know what? If you're Tom Tom Brady can do this sort of act if he wanted to, right? Take 5 months during the offseason, go on ayahuasca trips, go s- promise 4 days in a darkness retreat and only make it like 65% of the way through it. He can do that because every other year, if not more often, he goes to the Super Bowl during his playing career. Aaron Rodgers has been once. How many NFC Championship games has he lost at home? Four? Four, I believe. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was responding no, to something else here, Wally. 
I was I was listening, but I also had to do something else while you were talking. I barely listen when I talk, so I understand. <laughs> but how many times has he lost the conference championship? He lost the conference championship game in 2020. Don't know where that was played. Lost in 2019. That one was at home because they were 13-3. and three. Lost in 2016. Lost in 2014. He's lost four conference so, championships. So he's he's kind of he gets an there, Andy, but he can't. Punch he's got an, he's got an Andy Reid prior to Kansas City track record. Yeah, get to the, get to the NFC Championship game quite often. Mm-hmm. Push all the way through, get to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Once again, you're, you're you are judged on your ability to get to the championship and win it. Yeah, and he's done it one time, and bully for him. Yeah, but. They've been the top-scoring offense three times. They've been the top-yardage offense zero times under Aaron Rodgers. Oh, he doesn't have a lot of talent because he doesn't attract talent. Like we talked about with with Manning. With Manning or Mahomes or Brady. Exactly. The list goes on and on Guys want to play with Mahomes. Juju Smith-Schuster, guys want to go there and play with him. If you're an offensive player, that's a dream. Guys I guy's would a much point rather guard. play with Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff, and Derek Carr than you. Exactly. We'll talk more around the NFL coming up top of next hour. Also next hour at 20. We're going to talk with uh, Brian Williams, who's been on the program before. Broncos Sarge, when he's uh, gone over to uh, Broncos games. And so we're going to talk with Brian coming up at 8.20 this morning. We're going to talk about the new Metallica single, right? He if you sent want, us the YouTube link yesterday. If you want to, sure. Yeah. Uh, the Colorado Youth Football Invitational is what he's going to join us to talk about. So uh, we'll have that coming up at 8.20 this morning. Talk a little youth football here on the program. Uh, trying to track down Mark Johnson. I believe because Mark, like we said before, because they don't play until Saturday, mm-hmm. he's probably out doing some hunting. Maybe he went back to Kansas to do yep. that. He do- does that on a frequent basis. He's so. a big fan of no cell phone coverage. There he is. <laughs> Huge, well, which, I, which I'll be honest, can you blame him? No, I, not at all. Can you blame him? I don't think so. Or maybe he watched the uh, CSU game Tuesday night in Port Bleach in his eyeballs. That's unfortunate. They yeah. lost by 17, and the winning team scored 63. Yeah. That's not, not, it's not good. That's not good. I didn't get a chance to watch because I was occupied with other. You were doing something more I, fun I was than watching calling a really game. good basketball team in the Maverick men. That Knocking too, off Metro State. I thought you were, you know, packing silverware and or whatnot. No, you know? I was, I was, I you was were working. actually working. I forgot about that. I was working so that game. Ago. I was working that game on on Tuesday night. All right, seven thirty-seven, and it's time for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Yeah, also coming up at uh, on around the NFL next hour, Jalen Carter, top draft pick candidate, yeah. and some hot water. Yeah, we just that came across right at garbage time yesterday, so we had, didn't have a chance to dive into it. Free agency is getting close to being upon us in the NFL, and there are some things that players need to take into account when they're moving on to a new team, right? Like, what's the weather going to be like? day in and day out am i playing inside or outside and it comes up usually only in free agency the nevada texas florida attraction of no state income tax but players don't really say that that's more of a media thing right Eh, jordan Mm. boyer 
comes right out and says, yeah, that's kind of attractive. You know, a lot of people ask me, oh, if it wasn't wasn't Buffalo, you know, where would you go? You know, I kind of ponder the question every once in a while. I'd love to go to a state that doesn't take half of my money, um, that has nothing to do with the city or the, the fit, nothing to do with any of that. I'd love to go to a place where they don't take half of my money. It's just crazy. You know, it's crazy to me that how taxes work. Um, and, you know, some people will say, oh, you know, you're already making X amount of money. Where do taxes even, you know, taxes play a big part in, you know, all of our lives, um, especially, you know, at the level that, that we play at. You know, you, you look at some of your checks and, you know, some places you go take half of your check away and you're wondering, you know, where is that money even going? What are they doing with, with that money? So if it wasn't Buffalo, it'd be nice to be warm. Uh, it'd be nice to, to see the sun maybe uh, every every week or so, uh, every every other week at least, you know. And, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what's going to happen. I'd be happy to have an opportunity to play anywhere. So Jordan Poyer <laughs> saying. like he's that excited about saying a Buffalo, yeah, though. Saying the inside <laughs> things out loud right there. It's like, Buffalo, uh, weather sucks, and they take all my money. No state income tax. Weather's great. Yeah. <sighs> I think the thing that people. I love you, Buffalo. Yeah thing that people don't really understand is when you travel to say you play games in California, you get taxed the California state income tax for that game. So that's why major league baseball players, like if you go sign like Manny Machado, when the unbalanced schedule, when he plays 19 games against the Dodgers and the giants, and then he plays 81 in San Diego, He's not getting $350 million in his bank account. He's going to clear maybe 200 out of this next 10-year deal because of the state income taxes. That's why. How do the Jaguars get everybody? Because well, the Jaguars, Florida they, doesn't have any state income taxes. They've got, they've got a, an advantage yeah. in location. It's what, like real estate, location, yep. location, 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 location. And uh, no state income tax. That, that helps. That, that does help. 741. And uh, coming up next, uh, the Maverick baseball team in action today when they take on Montana State Billings. Bring back our conversation with the skipper, Chris Hanks. That's coming up next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Who do I listen to? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader. Whoever suggested that has got to be smoking crack and plenty of it. The Team. King CMU Baseball with Mav skipper Chris Hanks on the Team. And with us right now, the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line. He's the coach of the Colorado Mesa Mavericks baseball team. Chris Hanks joins us. Good morning, Chris. How are you? I'm doing good, thank you. Your team uh, on the road. You went out to, to Chico and kind of an impromptu series because of your series getting canceled here uh, in Grand Junction because of the snow against uh, Southern New Hampshire. But uh, you go out and take on Chico, uh, an old foe uh, from back in the day. And you also had Northwest Nazarene. Let's go back to that Chico series where you, you get a win in uh, the three-game series, uh, the 4-1 to victory to wrap things up against Chico State. But uh, kind of tell us how that all came together, getting the chance to play Chico State once again. Well, Chico was trying to schedule us in the fall on that particular weekend, but we were full of Southern New Hampshire. And so when we got canceled, we reached out. They still had availability, and it was just a matter of us you know, being able to get uh, a trip together and go. And so we used, uh, we dipped into our fundraising account and we flew out there and it was, it was a tough trip for the guys. You know, it was a long 
trip, and we played a very good team. And really, our two losses came down to a bad one bad inning in each uh, of the two losses, uh, which has kind of been the story here the last few games. So that's uh, something we'll have to correct. But you know, we got the guys into seventy degree temperatures. That was nice. We saw green grass, and uh, you know, it was a comfortable situation playing. So that end of it was good. And you got a good performance in that uh, that last game of the series from Cole Seward. Went five innings, gave up one run on four hits, and then Anthony Anthony Durbano came on and, and closed the game out with a good kind of old school Goose Gossage two inning uh, save opportunity or closed it out for you in that uh, situation as he picks up the save, his second save of the season. But both Seward and Durbano uh, both uh, pitching uh, very well in that final game against Chico State. Yeah, they did. We had a bunch of guys pitch well. You know, as I mentioned. Uh, it just came down to in the two losses, uh, one inning in each game where things kind of got away with us, uh, from us with some errors and some walks, and then you know you put a they get a big hit on top of those mistakes, and uh, sometimes it gets hard to shut that down. And then on the road once again, you go from uh, California to Chico, you go to uh, Nampa, Idaho to take on Northwest Nazarene, and uh, unfortunately, just getting one win in the four game series, you picked up a win. In the first game of the doubleheader uh, on on Friday, with that eight to one victory, but uh, said a couple of uh, tough opponents on the road, and unfortunately, the results were not what you guys were looking for. No, they weren't. But we found out a lot about our ball club. You know, very tough conditions, a lot of travel. Uh, the weather conditions in Idaho were terrible, so you know it wasn't a comfortable you know uh, game playing scenario for either club, and probably on on the first day Thursday. We probably shouldn't have even played, but we pushed the issue a little bit. I think it was it was a feels like 25 degrees outside with 20 mile an hour winds uh, blowing in our dugout. It was it were tough conditions, uh, but our guys were competitive. We had opportunities to win all four games, uh, but again, the big inning uh, was kind of our nemesis. Chris Hanks, coach of the Maverick baseball team, with us. And now, Chris, it's uh, Montana State Billings uh, coming to town. Montana State Billings, uh, they played a game at West Texas A&M and uh, got uh, throttled 22-5 to and then faced CSU Pueblo. Uh, took two out of three in that series against the Thunderwolves. So uh, Montana State Billings, uh, they come in with a little momentum after uh, beating one of your RMAC rivals. Yeah, you know, and they put it to Pueblo yesterday, I think 19-2 to or something like that. They're, they're typically an offensive team, and... Uh, you know, we're doing some scouting on them right now, but basically in our situation coming off a disappointing weekend, uh, you know, this is, we, we got to rebound and refocus and, uh, it's our last opportunity to kind of shore things up before conference play begins. They come in hitting 285 right now from, like you said, from an offensive standpoint, uh, Montana state Billings, that's kind of what they've always built their, their ball clubs around. Yeah, they, uh, they tend to have some big swings, and they, they play for big innings in terms of uh, the home runs and the doubles. So we'll have to combat that. I think we have some pitching that can do that. I think we'll be fine as long as uh, we don't uh, you know we don't create our own big innings from the standpoint of pitching behind, walking people, or hitting people, committing errors. Uh, if 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 we can avoid those things, I believe we'll be okay. Caden Kirschenbaum has been uh, their best bat hitting three fifty nine. He's got. Uh, Nine RBIs, three home runs right now. So, uh, like I said, you're, you're still doing your scouting on Montana State Billings, but he's a guy whose numbers kind of uh, initially stand out. Yeah, they have a few of those kids, and then they have a, 
couple really good arms on the mound. Uh, I assume we'll see in the first two games, but I don't know for sure we'll, where they'll place them because uh, they're on a trip uh, similar to what we did last week. You know, they're uh, they're in Pueblo right now. They're driving over here tonight. They're going to work out at our field tomorrow. So they've kind of turned the trip into a spring trip. So rotation uh, pretty much going to stay what it's been for the first, last couple of series or any changes there, Chris, in terms of what you and, and Jeff Rogers are looking at? Yeah, we're going to change it up this week. We're going to uh, we're going to go with uh, a young a man, a freshman named Liam uh, Hohenstein, game one, and then we're going to put Cannon Handy in game two, and Seward in game three, and Jacob Rhodes in game four. All right, Chris, we appreciate the time as always, Chris. Maverick baseball coach Chris Hanks with us this week on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Maverick baseball in action today when they score off against Montana State Billings. We'll have it for you today on the team with pregame at 2.15, first pitch at 2.30. As the Buckeye boy, along with Ethan Jordan, will have that one for you today from the Diamond at the Bergman Sports Complex. And so it'll be the first of a four-game set for the Mavericks uh, here in town. And for the Mavericks, uh, we've heard uh, Chris Hanks talk about true freshman Liam uh, Hokenstein. He's going to get his chance to start after he had a fantastic start to his first collegiate season in his two appearances, the Rock Canyon High School uh, product has allowed just one walk in four innings or 12 uh, or twelve outs. Uh, nine of those 12 outs have been recorded with the strikeout by uh, Hokenstein. And uh, he's only walked, uh, he's only had one base runner he's allowed this season with a walk. So Hokenstein's got off to a great start for Montana State Billings. They're 5-5 five and five after, uh, we mentioned, they had opened the season with a couple of wins against Cal State LA before falling in three of four games to Cal State San Marcos. They split their weekend in Pueblo, winning twice against the Thunderwolves, falling to both CSU Pueblo and West Texas A&M in their other matchups. So the uh, Mavericks uh, taking on Montana State Billings today before they open up RMAC play. Text or call 970-242-1340. Jim along with the Buckeye boy. And uh, and certainly if you have not had the chance to get out to the Diamond Bergman Sports Complex, we always mention this on the program, bundle up because it'll be chilly today. But it uh, yeah. should be a, a, a good, I'd say a great day for baseball. Hopefully an okay day for baseball. This time of the year, that's all you can ask mm-hmm. for, right? Here Any in the Valley day you is can a, play is a great day. It's always a great day, but in terms of the weather and viewing, yeah, bundle up. Make sure uh, you dress appropriately for mm-hmm. uh, that series uh, today, which starts over at Bergman with the first pitch at 2.30. All right, text or call us, 970-242-1340. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy. Uh, let's see, got one from Roll Tacos today. Uh, let's see, some people say Aaron Rodgers is a prima donna and a liar. They are right. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, he's just, just kind of, what a tool that guy is. Not Roll Tacos. Aaron no, Rogers no, not Roll Tacos. But, but I think that you, you look at, like you said, where Rodgers is right now and the importance he has in this offseason is, He's the he's the crucial domino mm-hmm. that has to fall here. Whether or not he is released by the Packers, right? They work something out where he stays. He gets traded. That he is the first domino to fall. Okay, what happens first? That, that we feel like Rogers that that's going to happen first. But what if Derek Carr says, "You know what? I like the Jets. They like me. Let's make this let's make this happen." Do you see that happening first? Or do you feel like it is more of a teams are waiting to see what Rodgers does first before teams that are in the market 
as opposed to, hey, we like you, Derek. You're plan B. He's plan A. I think that's what it is. The the last thing you said there. Derek Carr may want to sign today. He may not want to leave the Indianapolis where the Combine's going on and where everybody's at right now. He may not want to leave there without a team and a deal. But it may not totally be up to him, right? We always hear that there's two sides to every contract, right? Teams may just be, if the Jets could think they can get Aaron Rodgers, they may just be waiting for that and say, we like you, Derek, but we're going to... Well, they're not going to tell him that. They're gonna, yeah, they're just going to say, hey, you know, we're just kind of exploring what's out there right mm-hmm. now. And you're certainly, we, we think a lot of you, you're at the top, you know, you're at the top of our list. You know, it's, it's there's the a lot unsaid. of ego that goes into being a quarterback. So I can understand where Derek Carr would be like, I'm, I'm the top guy. I'm available. You don't have to trade for me. You don't have to give up any draft picks, any players, nothing. I'm available now, right now. Let's, I I can leave this room with a contract. You don't have to go talk to anybody else. With Aaron Rodgers, that's not the case. They're going to have to trade for him. Yeah, let's let's get something done now. That's what Derek Carr wants. Yeah. He may not get that. He may not forward. get it because I think all, all right. the other teams. We'll take a break. Come back with hour 